This is a Federal News Network podcast. The Army is finding new ways to partner with the towns and cities around its bases. Thanks to a 2015 law that lets the military services sign service agreements with local governments. Without the pain of traditional federal contracts, that is, the Army now has signed 66 intergovernmental service agreements for everything from snow removal to animal control. The latest agreement was at Fort Stewart, Georgia. Colonel Brian Logan is the garrison commander at Fort Stewart. He spoke with Federal News Network's Jared Serbu about how the agreements are helping the Army save money through economies of scale. We got 66 of them right now across the uh, across the Army, mainly through Incom uh, Installation Management Command. Uh, here at Fort Stewart, we have four specifically that we put in place uh, in 2020. And so uh, the most recent one, and I just walked out of it, stepped into here, is uh, stray animal control. Uh, we just locked that in with our Long County partners uh, right outside the gate. About a month ago, we locked in service for grounds maintenance program. So much bigger contract here, um, or excuse me, support agreement with uh, the city of Hinesville. And our fourth one, our fourth one is the uh, Georgia Southern. It's an economic impact study. And so one of the big things that we look at here is, you know, how much money do we bring back into the economy, uh, both with Hunter Army Airfield and Fort Stewart. And so we've locked in Georgia Southern uh, to conduct this study for us to, one, so we could actually show the taxpayers where all their money's going, how it's uh, impacting the community, uh, and then what our ties are to the local community. So pretty good lay down of the, uh, of the four that we have. The one with Georgia Southern University, that's a little bit of a novel use of an IGSA. I, I've traditionally heard them being used mostly for traditional base support type services. Uh, how, how did you come across the idea of actually using this type of vehicle for an academic, really an academic study? So, uh, honestly, we have a need that we, we do not communicate effectively with our local partners on, on what our economic impact was. We realized that that service was something that was out of our capability here we have a limited staff here on post uh and so that was going to have to be a contract right so we were going to have to have an outside partner come in um conduct that study over probably a year or two and uh you know and and give us the results and so we looked across and said hey can it meet the standard of an ICSA uh therefore we avoid the contracting timeline which that would never come into come into fruition for you know several months we got to look at what FY money we're, we're actually bringing to bear uh, and then the third portion was, hey, can we keep it local? Uh, can we utilize something that truly understands, an organization that truly understands the impact and maybe is a recipient of federal money? When, when Congress last updated this law back in 2015, I think really the point was to remove the requirement that these processes work through the federal acquisition regulation and, and make it easier both for installation commanders and for municipal governments to get into this kind of agreement because i think the whole far thing was scaring people off especially on the municipal side it sounds like that objective has basically worked um from everything you're saying you know so i tell you a couple other things it brings to bear so you know we're looking at uh one the ties with the communities and so if you can keep money local why not go that way uh, so you're bringing employment back up onto the base, back up onto the installation. You're using assets that already exist or services that already exist in the local community just outside our gates. Uh, and if we don't use them, you, you know, you're, you're executing parallel efforts, right? And so when I'm talking to city managers, when I'm talking to mayors, um, when I'm talking to those city officials and we're like, hey, you got a grounds maintenance. How much do you pay for that a year? 
I, I pay the same thing. Who are you using? Uh, it's just like you and I, you know, if we talk about, you know, who's servicing your, uh, your house for, for whatever it may be. Uh, we're comparing contracts, and I tell you what, if we do it together, we're going to save a little bit of money. Uh, and then not only that is the employer is going to save a little bit of money, too, in overhead. Uh, they also get to hire more employees. These are local employees, which brings the ties back to the installation. Uh, one of the things that, that we're excited about is uh, you know, draft legislation for the NDAA saying that you know, IGSAs is going to be part of a decision criteria for future basing solutions. And so when you look at ties to the community uh, and how, the, how DOD will decide hey, you know, how receptive is the local community to entering in intergovernmental service agreements, what capacity do they hold to support installations and to uh, to come into a contractual agreement off post there, you know, bring those pieces back on, keep the money local. I, I think that's a that's a step in the right direction, and it strengthens the relationship between you know the uniform wear uh, and our civilians off post. And when we talk about the civ mill divide, uh, that's what you're really knocking down there is that uh, that portion of it. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but did I hear you right that, that you're basically saying the more IGSAs you have, the less likely you are to get bracked in some future round? That's not my decision, uh, but it's a uh, that's draft proposal in NDAA that's being looked at that says, hey, uh, you know, as we look at growth or movement of units, um, IGSAs is a strong piece for the local community uh, on bringing more military units or growing those installations that already exist. Is, is the reason that this works so well for a place like Fort Stewart kind of a sizing issue, by which I mean you guys are kind of a medium-sized base paired up against a medium-sized municipal government? And I'm guessing you know, it just doesn't work as well if you're a giant base with a, with a tiny, tiny town outside the gate. You're not going to do this at Fort Irwin. Well, I, I think there's, there's great potential out there. Um, so I'll let, let you in on a little secret. So my, uh, my brother-in-law is actually the garrison commander of Fort Polk. And, uh, and so he, it's a competition every day, right? And so especially during the holidays when we see each other. But right now he leads, uh, he leads us by two exits. Uh, Fort Polk, a little, a much different mission, uh, mission set. You know, we're, we're a force comm base uh, organization with deployable units. He's got one deployable brigade over there. And, and his station, he's really a training center. Uh, but... The numbers right offhand, you know, look at the capacity of Hinesville versus Leesville uh, right outside the gate. And then obviously we have Savannah. And so Savannah and the work pool, the, the work capacity here, I'd say is a little bit greater than what he may have over there. But he's taken base operations, the day-to-day fix-it programs that you have on an installation or infrastructure piece. Uh, he's taken those and turned aspects of that contract into IGSA programs. Uh, and so... We have, we have mirrored some of those, you know, with the ground maintenance piece, right? So I think the capacity is there. You're right. You have to have the workforce and the ability of those organizations right off post to support it. Uh, Fort Irwin, that's uh, a little challenging because uh, 34 miles to Barstow, um, small work population. Uh, but there's other, there's other opportunities, and I think the GSU could be an example of that. Uh, so thinking out of the box on a requirement that an installation may need, it may be an enduring requirement. It, it's not necessarily a short-term one, uh, but one that could benefit the local community. It could be a recycling program. Uh, 
which is something that we're also looking into right now. Uh, we have water tower maintenance uh, that we're looking into as well. And so I, I think those are good examples that you could use out at Fort Irwin. Taking those habitual maintenance contracts, looking at who does it for the city of Barstow, uh, and then making an agreement with that and then bringing them on onto post. Colonel Brian Logan, Army Garrison Commander at Fort Stewart, Georgia, speaking with Federal News Network's Jared Serbu. Check out Jared's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.